Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. The birthday for the boss, 70 years of age today, Bruce Springsteen. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location, digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. This is Oilers Now. Uh, We heard from Sportsnet Spec in the opening hour of the show. For our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, Mark will join us tomorrow in studio on Oilers Now over at Rogers Place. Spec just wrapping up in Kelowna where the Oilers had a little uh, two-day practice session, a little getaway during preseason. We also heard from John Shannon, NHL insider. In this hour, Jason Ferris, longtime NHL executive. He's written two books. The second's just coming out. It's called It Takes 23 to Win. Uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll also hear from Kurt Hill, the general manager of the 2-0 Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, orders now brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, We're going to get to some texts at about uh, 122 at 630-630 in our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle in your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. And guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked Ready your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Sherwood Park locations. Off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and we welcome back to the show longtime NHL executive and author Jason Ferris. How you doing? Good, thanks, Bob. How are things? Good. Well, we're we're getting going here, right? We had uh, four <laughs> games in five days last week and did the show every day. Uh, and then right. uh, the Oilers uh, get back into town tonight. They've got a preseason game tomorrow against Arizona. And then we've got roadies in Winnipeg and Calgary to close it out. I actually, Jason, remember the first year I did color with Rod Phillips, uh, we had a preseason game in Dallas. And it was the first time I'd right. ever been to Dallas. Actually, it's not the first time. I went down in da- uh, 2001. I went to Dallas uh, to work for Hockey Night in Canada behind the scenes. But I, one of the first uh, road trips I had with the Oilers was in 2009. And it was a kicker. It was a great time. It's a pretty cool city, isn't it? It's a terrific market. And, I mean, you've been here, obviously, many times since 2009. And the growth down here, even since 2009 in the last decade, is just phenomenal. Uh, you know, where the practice facility is located, which is about... Uh, 
30 minutes north of downtown Dallas, you know, there's a, there's a four-lane toll road that goes up there. I mean, 10 years ago, it didn't even reach up there. And now the development is just unbelievable. You've got huge headquartered companies that are moving to, to Texas, uh, huge incentives for companies to move here. Toyota just moved 5,000 workers here. So there's a, a enormous growth here. So uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a place to be right now. Uh, tell me this, because you worked for the STARS organization for several years, Jason. And, uh, you know, as you know, I'm a huge college football fan and watched, and, you know, I was mm-hmm. a Dallas Cowboys fan as a kid, mainly because of the cheerleaders, mm-hmm. you know, like when I was 10, 11 years old. I'm just, I'm just, I love Roger, Roger Staubach. He was just such a class guy. Uh, Danny but, White, too. And Danny White, yeah. yeah well, yeah. Eileen Bell's happy with that reference, even though he didn't go to Brigham Young, but that's another story, Eileen. Uh, uh, but, uh, how for you know in Edmonton here it's Oilers 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 right like if I'm not talking nonstop Oilers and even you know who's down in Bakersfield you know on the third and fourth line you know if we divert away and talk a bit about the Eskimos or a bit about the university teams or the Oil Kings uh, and golly darn if we focus on the NFL and a game on the weekend or college football you get back to, but in Texas how challenging was it for you guys to sell hockey? In a state that is dominated by the Cowboys, you know, by uh, by the Texas Longhorns and all yeah. of the college teams, uh, and, and then high school uh, football as well. Yeah, well, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult before Thanksgiving. The reality, though, is if you win here, everything's good because this city does love a winner, and uh, stars never have problems, you know, getting support when you know when things are going well. But uh, we would have been just as happy if, if we basically had our, ro- our road schedule until middle of November and then after Thanksgiving uh, played at home because it is tough to, to crack the nut. I mean, just to give you an idea, um, there's two high schools just north of Dallas here that in the last two years each have opened their own 60 and 80 million dollar uh, football stadiums just for the high school. Um, so high school football is a massive deal here on Friday nights. That's pretty much all consuming in each community. You talked about uh, yeah the Longhorns. I mean the Yaggies, Texas A&M. You've got uh, Baylor here. You've got you know huge allegiances. SMU just knocked off TCU on the weekend. So there's huge college football allegiances. So it it takes a lot of interest. Uh, you know, for the Stars, luckily the Mavs have been certainly on a down cycle the last, you know, six or seven years, although they've got some good young talent now, and the Rangers have been really struggling. So, um, uh, you know, but once the, once the Stars get into into Christmas and then into into the new year, uh, you know, things things are good. But Cowboys 3-0, and that's a bit of a juggernaut right now for, for marketing sports here, and uh, so it's, it's always a challenge. Yeah, uh, I, I forget, I think I mentioned the numbers last week that uh, UT football and uh, so Texas football, Ohio State, were hmm. the two most valued NC- like I'm a big Bama guy as you know and uh, right. Bama does very well but it ain't it ain't University of Texas in terms no. of valuation. The money, the alumni money coming in, I mean you know, all those Big Ten schools, those power schools are huge but even you look at a school like SMU which you know had its time way before it got sanctioned way back when, you know it's still a proud program. I mean the money that goes into that program and the, and the pride of the alumni here, I mean it's, it's, it's phenomenal so uh, it's 
it's, it carries a big swath through the through the media market here for sure. Now you've got the XFL XFL coming to, to Texas. We'll see how that does. You know, you've got all kinds of minor league, you know, baseball. You got Triple A ball here. You got uh, or Double A ball for the Rangers are here. You know, there's lacrosse. You know, there's no shortage of things to do. It's WNBA. So, so you've got to be good to uh, to make some noise uh, in that media market. But uh, you know, stars are blessed with a terrific facility right downtown. Uh, and uh, you know, a team right now that's got got a lot of excitement. Yeah, they're they're going to be a central division favorite. I think that's fair. We're joined by longtime Stars executive Jason Ferris, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. He's written two books, Behind the Moves, and It Takes 23 to Win. Just to educate our listeners a little bit more, because you're a Canadian guy that worked in the U.S. for a number of years, um, on, on the tax breaks, uh, today Braden Point signed in Tampa Bay, and a lot of people think he, he gave them a team-friendly deal, but part of the deal is in Florida, no state tax. And there's no state tax in Texas. And you guys, when you were at the Stars, you guys pretty much got virtually every top-end free agent you targeted, right? We were, you know, Jim Neal was very successful in free agency. And, you know, again, you look at it this year, uh, um, although they're, you know, albeit older players, a guy like Corey Perry maybe was looking looking for a right situation, but sure. this was that situation for Velsky, obviously. So no state tax here in Texas. Uh, you said Florida as well. You, of course, the new Seattle franchise uh, it will be going into a similar market in Washington State. Uh, but you also have to look at, you know, the whole package. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the cost of living down here. Um, you know, uh, there's things, other intangibles, uh, you know, the Stars Charter right out of Love Field, which some of your listeners may know is basically a downtown airport. So most of the guys live within 10 minutes of there. So, you know, you come off the road trip, you get in, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're, ba- you're basically right at home. It's all, you know, very, very simple. So there's lots of those kinds of things. 90 degrees weather right now, it'll be 75 in December. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of those kind of intangibles. But certainly just from a pure economic standpoint, uh, nobody beats you know the, the tax states. And one more for you in terms of an intangible. It's not a lot of pressure from the media. It's not like a Canadian market where you're in a media hotbed and if you're not playing you hear about it and in Dallas the only time you ever hear about it is when Jim Lights goes off. That's right. And and honestly, in this marketplace, it really is the, the team's got to create its own media. So um, there really are you know, there's a couple of, there's a, you know, an athletic guy and there's a guy, you know, a blogger here and there, but, you know, the newspaper business has gone the way of the Dota Bird, as you know. So basically, those guys have been brought in house. And uh, so, you know, the stars now have to generate their own content and their own storylines and whatnot and, and, and try to get that out there. It is not, you know, you don't have six beat, beat reporters, you know, climbing all over each other to get the inside scoop and to, you know, pit this guy against that guy. So uh, I think, you know, the hockey community is small and tight here. Um, it's robust, but it's tight, and so I think everybody is trying to put a positive spin on things and, and uh, you know, celebrate the game that way and celebrate the players. So it's it's not the feeding frenzy it is in Canada, no doubt. I've got a copy of Behind the Moves. That's your first book. It's literally right at the words right out of the mouths of uh, all the general managers. You've done incredible research on that stuff. Now you've got It Takes 23 to Win. What's the book about? So the book is similar in style. It's uh, the, the words straight out of the mouth, but this time I've gone from the GM suite down a couple of layers uh, into the dressing room, and it's the words directly from the players. I work with 23 
former NHL players um, spanning the last 50 years of the game, and uh, each of them at a different one of the 23 lineup positions, either, you know, four lines of forwards, you know, seven defensemen, a couple of goaltenders, a few spare players. Um, so we've got a real representative group of 23 players, and it's, it's them both talking about their careers, um, number one. Number two, um, talking about the teams that they played on and then choosing one player off of each of those teams uh, at each of the 23 lineup positions so they themselves construct a team and talking about teams and teamwork and, and what it was like with the guys that, that they've chosen to highlight of the over 200 teammates each of them had. Um, so it, it really is kind of that inside look at, at what goes on in dressing rooms and where, where things work and where they don't, and them making an assessment of what they value in, in team building and, and in doing so, you know, put their own GM hat and build their own uh, their own team of 23. Jason Ferris joining us right now on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer. it takes 23 to win. Were there a couple surprising stories that you can, you know, not that, I mean, you want people to read the book, you want people, we'll tell people how they can go get it, but can you share a couple stories uh, that you found pretty interesting along the way? Sure, and, and I'm not worried about giving too much away because if people have seen Behind the Moves, uh, that book was chock block full and I think gave readers a lot to chew into. This one is, is the same, it's 272 pages and it's got a lot of material in there. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting when you start to get into the realm of uh, what I would call kind of bad and broken teammates. There's a whole section on that. Um, you know, a lot of people will, uh, or some of the guys actually would point to themselves. You know, one guy basically talked about, uh, his, you know, as he was going through a divorce uh, in the middle of his career and the effect that that had on him as a, as a player and as a teammate, more importantly. And, you know, that he basically wouldn't have wanted to have himself as a teammate and, and you know, became quite dysfunctional in, in his room, even though he was a prominent player. So um, I think, you know, those kind of introspection, uh, you know, both with the GMs in the last book and in, in this book, I think I'm able to get players to a place where they're, you know, comfortable talking about, um, you know, real situations and, and real interactions between teammates. And, um, you know, you start to see that, uh um, you know, there's a lot of things that can creep into a dressing room, and it, 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 it's hard to keep everybody, you know, on the straight and narrow. And uh, so some of the, you know, stories in there, I think, are, are good that way. There's also some fun things on, you know, the, the, the lighthouse things, the pranks and the tom, team time foolery that goes on in the room and, and, and the role that that plays in both keeping people loose and, and you know, grinding it out through a long season. So um, there's lots of different angles to this book, and, and it, but it's all, you know, first-person voice of, of the players themselves. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to me when it comes to support players, right? Like, you look at it, and obviously, you know, the Edmonton... I, I mean, I grew up as a kid that got to watch, you know, in my teens watching the orders of the 1980s, and they, they had Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messi as their top two centers. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had Anderson on one line and Curry on the other, except when they played them together with Gretzky, and then nobody could stop them. And, you know, you always hear, well, they had tremendous third and fourth line guys, or, you know, third line guys, really, because... Uh, Towards the end of the 80s, then we got into fourth-line players because he was a player added to the lineup. But I, I always kind of thought, you know, in fairness, like I never want to disparage those guys in those support roles, but the guys that are in support roles on winning teams get the benefit. Sometimes there's really good character people in support roles on bad teams too. The problem is they're on teams that don't have the high-end talent that the orders of the 80s have. So it's always an interesting dichotomy for me having that discussion with people. I'll give you an example. In Edmonton, Kelly Buckberger is seen as a winner. 
right? Because he mm-hmm. was now he was not on the eighty he was not on the eighty four eighty five teams. Uh, came up briefly in the eighty seven playoffs, nutted up and fought uh, Dave Brown, which took tremendous courage. Um, but even with the nineteen ninety team, you know he was really sort of a. 12th, 13th forward on that team. Contrast him with Louis DeBrusque, who was around when the Oilers were rebuilding, and bad teams. And people have a different perception of Louis than they do of of mm-hmm. Kelly. And they did a very – both guys could skate. Kelly obviously played a lot longer in the league. Like, Kelly had twice the length of the career. But Kelly would be the first guy to tell you he benefited from being on a team with top-end stars. And that's, that's right. always part of the equation. So that's why I'm intrigued on it takes 23 to win. So tell me this, Jason. How do people – is the book out yet? Yeah, the book is out. Uh, it's just released now. We did pre-sales back in the spring, and those orders have all shipped. So it's now available to people if they go to 23towin.com. That's the website. It's the only place it's available. It's not in bookstores, and it's not on Amazon. So you go to 23towin.com. There's lots of sample pages in there so people can get a feel for the visual style of the book, see a few pages and whatnot, and, and, uh, and learn more about it. Awesome stuff. Let's do this again, okay? You bet. Thanks very much. You bet. That's Jason uh, Ferris joining us right now. And he is a uh, longtime NHL executive, worked with the Stars for a number of years, uh, wrote the sort of definitive book uh, with a lot of words from each of the managers in the league. It was called Behind the Moves, and he's got It Takes 23 to Win as well. One twenty-three in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. All right, all right, all right. You can text us at 630-630. That's Texas, not Texas. I'm going to tell you some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Uh, man, oh, man, we got lots of texts coming in. I knew we were going to get this one. Bob, your show isn't called College Football Now. I, if I want to hear uh, other sports, I'll just turn into uh, Gregor's show. Well, thank you for that if you want to hear about other sports. There you go. Uh, another text comes in saying, hey, Bob, how about the performance of Chuba Hubbard at OK State against Texas? See, you can, you can, it's okay there, caller. You can be like a renaissance man and like other sports. You don't have to just like hockey. Okay. Another text comes in saying, Bob, I'm not impressed by Marcus Granlin. You better pick it up. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, going to Bakersfield. What's your take? No chance. No chance he goes to Bakersfield. He'll be on the Oilers' fourth line left wing to start the season. And if Kara doesn't play, he'll be on the third line. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Craig says, Bob, I was at that 1992 Springsteen show. That was his only now East Street Band tour. I have to say that I love the band he brought with him. His wife, how do you pronounce her name? Is it Patty? Is it Shafia? Is that how you pronounce it? Was prominent and she was great. Shane Fontaine on guitar and vocals. It was a rocking show. Well, good for you. That was awesome. And lots more. We got a lot of texts on the fans that like the fact that uh, we stuck up for Leon a bit. Three Maple Leaf players, 11th, 12th, and 13th NHL What Network's top 15 players in the league. They had Dreisaitl 16th and last year's MVP Taylor Hall 41st. 
Come on, man. 128 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. And when we come back, Kurt Hill, GM of the 2-0 Edmonton Oil Kings. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.